Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. And we have a treat today because here's the thing. I, we do a ton of content, right? How to do something. We do a ton of interviews, talking to people about their story. But very, very seldom do we get a chance to have a conversation with someone while they're in the middle of what they're trying to do next, right? You hear me talk all the time about where is the intersection between your client's biggest problem and the problem that you solve. And this is an ongoing puzzle for people. And I'm really excited that Pat Miller has agreed to join me again here on this show to talk through like real time, to talk, he's doing this right now, to talk through real time, what does this look like in a business? And we're going to break it down, not only so you learn more about what he's doing and the opportunity that that holds for you, but also how do you apply it to your situation? So with that longer, my record length of an introduction, because usually (laughs) I don't do that. um, Welcome, welcome, Mr. Pat Miller. Well, hello, Aaron. How are you? (laughs) I'm awesome and long-winded already. (laughs) Long-winded already. So, all right, let's jump right into this. You are in a situation, am I right? Your business is the same age as mine because we literally met at a networking event when we were both launching Mm -hmm. in 2019, right? Yeah. Yes, 2019. And so this is really cool because I've gone through my iterations and I've watched and been involved in you going through yours. Um, let's do an origin story here. Where did the business start? What were you doing? We can just start with COVID because that's when you really started this model. And then, you know, just tell the story, all the things that I know that you have going on. For sure. So I think the business story is in three chapters and it follows the first story, which was a broadcaster for 22 years. So I built radio stations, host radio shows, coached radio talent, blah, blah, blah. So act one of the business was one-on-one business coaching with small businesses that didn't know how to target, didn't know how to brand and position. So I was helping them find more narrow markets, more narrow uh, target audiences, more narrow product descriptions. That was the first phase. Phenomenal. The second phase we went into was when the pandemic hit. And that was everyone was locked up at home. There was a crisis in the small business community because the support system crumbled. So I jumped in and built a daily live talk show for small business owners that then turned into an ongoing international uh, community called the Idea Collective. So I want to stop you real quick because to someone who doesn't know more of your story, it Mm -hmm. sounds like those two things might not go together. I was a coach and a consultant and now I'm building a community. However, the piece of the puzzle that makes that bridge is what you did in radio and what you know about bringing people together. Yeah. It's powerful. It's powerful. And yes, you're right. It's that thread of my past because when you're a broadcaster, you're designed to create content that attracts attention and brings people together. When the pandemic hit, I leaned on my broadcasting roots because a true broadcaster, when the tornado is coming at the studio, 
doesn't run to the basement, they run to the studio because their job first and foremost is to protect and serve the public. So when COVID came upon the small business community, I literally felt called to do a show to bring people together because bringing people together is what you do when you're a broadcaster. So all of us, uh, what were you in a former life? Oh, I was a graphic designer, but now I know how to monetize a graphic design business. So I coach graphic designers. We all have these threads that bring us to the coaching industry. That well, was my threat. And what the other thing that you did when you launched that is you didn't stay tied to your original idea. You were open to the opportunity. And I watch more people let opportunities run right past them because they've got, right, there's the difference between do the one thing, mm-hmm. focus, and being open to opportunity. And knowing like when to say yes. Right. The daily live show happened for 90 days. And those 90 days were the days when we couldn't get toilet paper, when there wasn't a vaccine. No one knew really how dangerous it was. Every business organization turtled because they didn't know what to do. People were curled up on their couch crying. Like the first 90 days, PPP wasn't a thing yet. Terrifying. And then someone said, you've built a community here. So I went from audience to community. And the bridge of audience to community is overcoming the no like, and trust factor so much that the audience wants to talk with you and other members of the audience, not just me. Right. That was the key. So then the online community was formed. And then you run that business model for the rest of the pandemic, where you have an online community, you now have a membership stream of income, you're super serving the people that love you and love one another. Then you start doing an event when you can bring these people together. So you start developing that business model. But then act three is where I think we are right now. Mm -hmm. Act one, I was a coach. Act two, I built a community by uh, nurturing an audience. Now act three is going back out there to rebuild the audience, to build more people into the mission. And everything I do, I'm a small business community builder. I know that. My entire theme and reason for being is don't grow it alone. So what does that look like in act three? Okay, so let's stop and break that down, right? Mm -hmm. That's the brilliance. Like the way you figure business out is not by jumping ship on the core of how you help people, right? Like what I do for our clients hasn't changed. Right. It's iterated and grown as I have iterated and grown. But at the bottom line, the the outcome is the same. And one of the things that you're doing and, you know, Nobody's saying, you know, you're like me. I'm just very, I have the cadence of my voice is very matter of fact. I have a little more energy than you do, but the cadence (laughs) of my voice is very matter of fact. But don't confuse direct conversation with thinking that you and I haven't made every mistake. Screw this up. Days you don't want to get out of bed, days you can't (laughs) believe how exciting it is, right? But what I love about your mindset, and this is what I, I just want people to realize is you don't solve your business. It's what is the right thing for now. And when I watch people think, well, if I just fix this, it'll all be fine. They are setting themselves up for frustration because as as you have proven, 
as soon as you figure it out, the market changes, the government changes, the economy changes, you grow as a human. And now what worked before doesn't work. So instead of viewing it as broken, you iterate. As long as you iterate back through your talents, gifts, and skills. Yes. So I bring people together. How do I need to bring people together now? Yes. How do I bring people together now through content? That's how it was in act one. That's how it was in act two. Now that I'm in act three, what does that look like? And that's where I keep on coming back through. And no matter what your gift is, as long as you come back through your gift, there's always going to be a business for you provided you're reacting to the market, like you're saying. So I have a question for you that I don't know the answer to. So this might be putting you on the spot. Mm -hmm. um, feel free to say, I don't know. No. Well, what are, what were for you some leading indicators? Like I know in my business where I took too long to make a shift, like hindsight being 2020. So going forward, how could I see where I stuck too long in something as a leading indicator, right? Something that happens that indicates the change. Yeah. Do you have anything you can articulate on that. Sure. When you build an audience and then you turn into a nurturer of that audience, that's a lot of work, especially the first time that you do it. You're building all your systems. You're trying to figure out how do you keep this going in a way that you're super serving the client and your community members, which they deserve. Then I had to figure out how to build a community or a, a community event and how to sell those sponsors and do all that. So I had to learn all that stuff. And then once I built a community and I had built events, the leading indicator was I've got more tickets to sell than people to sell them to. I need to find more people to sell these tickets, these seats, these stages, these downloads. Yes. I need to grow my audience. A hundred percent, right? You were, That's you had outfished, you fished out your pond. Yeah, in a way, I think that's true. And it's how do you go tell a community story? And I don't think you do that through billboard advertising. You have to go out and reintroduce yourself to more people like the people that are in the community. So the issue was, I need to grow the overall size of the audience. And I don't think, at least right now in my growth cycle, that can be advertising. It has to be content marketing. It has to be, hi, I'm Pat. If you're lonely, don't grow it alone because we know how to help small businesses grow. Nice to meet you. Like that's right. what it has to be. A hundred percent. So if your business, to bring this to our audience, like let's lessen their learning curve, shorten their learning curve. Mm -hmm. If you have goals that you're not reaching, but really good ratios on your closing numbers, Okay. Right. Like when you, when all of the people interacting with you and all those statistics are phenomenal and yet you're not reaching your goals, we've got a growth problem. We, you know, there's something anchoring back our growth. Mm -hmm. And that's why tracking is so important. Right. You're you had gut instincts about it, but you also backed it up with data because I say, you know, you have got good gut instincts, but our feelings will lie to us. Mm -hmm. Because you could have been like, oh, my God, this doesn't work anymore and thrown the baby out with the bathwater because I see people do that all the time. So uh, how do you keep the level head to say, you know what, we just need to tweak this? No, you're right. And the other thing that was the leading indicator was my realization that I was spending more time managing what I built 
than doing what I should be doing, which is speaking yeah. into a microphone and entertaining people. I was not doing that enough. So as I started to build the business and build the fulfillment team and the director of operations and the doers of things, as I built that machine, I spent the entire second quarter systematizing what I was doing, building my processes, my SOPs and all of that. And now I've got people doing that so I can go back behind the microphone and start meeting In new people. In your genius zone. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's a really, okay, so this straightforward. If you are spending so much of your time doing things that isn't your genius zone, we you need to reevaluate. Agreed. You need to reevaluate. Yeah. And that's exactly what it turned out to be. So the leading indicator was more stuff to sell than people to sell it to. But because they were community members, I feel the only way to build community is to attract people through great content that they resonate with and then introduce them to one another. So the content funnel is do the shows, write the blogs, be on podcasts like this. Hi, I'm Pat. Then get them in front of one another so they can meet one another and realize, oh, this community thing might be for me. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast brought to you by Conquer Your Business. With decades of experience, Conquer Your Business creates business and branding strategies that build multiple six and seven figure businesses. And we don't just show you what to do. We have an entire team of people available to help you do it. Strategy and implementation. You can learn more and reach out to us by visiting conqueryourbusiness.com. So, okay. So the thing that you're describing, we used to say this in corporate, the problem you feel is not the problem you have, right? The problem you feel, the problem you felt was you had more tickets to sell than people to sell them to. Mm -hmm. The wrong response to that would have been, oh, I need to lower my price. Oh, I, right. There's a, but you're absolutely right. The problem, that was the problem you were feeling, but like you so accurately figured out the problem you had was an audience growth issue, not a price point, not a conversion rate, yeah. but an audience growth situation. Yep. Love it. 100%. So what are you doing to solve it? I'm going on the air every day. When you boil down everyone's talents and skills, there's something that they can do that nobody else can do. And I'm not saying I'm the only person that can do this, but one right, of the things yeah, that makes me unique One of the things that makes me unique is for 20 years, I hosted a four-hour show every single day. Every single day, I went on the radio. I had to have something to say to a very specific audience, and I had to make it sound like I was super excited to be there, right? Every single day. So when I talk to podcasters and people that do videos now and say, I do a daily show, they're like, you do a what? (laughs) How do you do all of that editing? I don't do any editing. Don't do any editing. That's not your job. What do you mean? I'm a broadcaster. This is what I learned how to do. So I do a daily show and that's the most unique skill set I have. Of all the skill sets I have, that's the one thing that makes me the most unique. Your ability to create community is is well. I I know you discount it. You don't ignore it, but you discount, like, believe me, not everybody can do that. But when you put those two things together, yeah, now there's magic. Well, yes. And that comes through the show when you know right. why you're doing the show. I'm doing the show so I can uh, meet someone who I don't know and make it feel like I've known them forever. 
Love Make it. them feel like they're seen and heard and I resonate with them. I'm empathetic with them. That's the start of the community journey. If I just wanted to build an audience, that's a totally different thing. Like me, it doesn't matter who the other members of the community are. Audience is just like the host. I'm not trying to build audience per se. I'm trying to build like-minded audience that can turn into community eventually. And because at heart, I'm really a child, I'll give you a pop culture reference for this. Taylor Swift has recently <laughs> pulled off basically yeah. what should have been impossible. Um, if you know the background, and I don't know enough details to do this justice, but basically she, the rights to most of her music were sold to someone she didn't want to have, didn't want that him to have mm-hmm. them. And so she re, she has relaunched all of her music. She's re-recording it and her audience because they're a community is supporting her in a way that most artists, even most loved, there's very few artists who, you know, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, who have communities that follow them as opposed to what you're describing. And that is the difference. That is the power of a community versus an audience that when they see you, they get together and support you. I mean, my God, her entire audience is all about friendship bracelets and trading bracelets, right? It's a community. That's true. But let's get really clear on that for a second, because someone could hear that and think, well, they love Taylor so much. That's why they're doing it. That's not it. That's not. They love Taylor so much that they trust other fans who also like Taylor and they listen to one another because people say, well, Beyonce's audience community, that's because she's so no, because she attracts people that want to talk with one another. That's the only thing that matters in community because I would be judged if I bought the old copyright. No, we have to do right by Taylor because you're doing it too. It's a a nuance, but it's something that makes me insane when you hear people talk about building community in a social media setting. If they're just your fans, they're not a community. They're not a community. So, okay. So let's break this down for other people. Do you understand what you do to this level? Do you understand what your business does to the level that we're talking about? Do you understand the nuances between you and the other people, not just in your exact market, but in your um, adjoining markets, your adjacent markets? Because when we talk about ideal client avatar and when we talk about niche and when we talk about who are you wanting to attract, Mm -hmm. The way to make it easier is to understand it to this point, to this point. So what do you got going on? You're doing a daily show. How's daily it going? Uh, you can only judge a daily show when it's distributed across multiple platforms uh, by the audience and the messages you get and the vibe that you're getting. And you talk about early indicators because I can't look at one unified analysis of audience because there isn't one because I'm streaming on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all at once. The only thing I can do is judge those early indicators. And here are some of the early indicators. People I don't hear from ever, ever are direct messaging me with detailed feedback on a certain segment that was eight minutes inside one of the daily shows. 
And it's one of those things, you know what? I love what you're doing with that show. And when, like, here's the example. I talked about words in the small business community that needs to die. The words that are just played out and over. And I went on a 10 minute tirade about it. And this guy who I really like, but I haven't heard it from in five years, probably gave me a blow by blow analysis with jokes, using the words I hated in my DMS. <laughs> love it. It's that kind of stuff where if he, Tom, shout out Tom, if Tom had seen an advertisement for what I was doing, it wouldn't have mattered. But Tom saw the community that I was, or the uh, uh, content that I was doing. And, and this is the part, he felt compelled to say something because, and this is why I think the daily live show is so important, because I'm not hiding. I'm not putting on a fake representation of what I think people want to hear. I'm out there saying what must be said. And when you go out and say what must be said in the only way that you personally can do it, I think people can smell it. So the early indications are these messages back and this enthusiasm back from people that I'm kind of connected to saying, I get it. I'm enjoying that. Do more of that. So what you're doing is understanding what shifted in your market. You're understanding who it is that you're trying to reach and the nuanced difference between what you're trying to create. And you're bringing the authenticity, right? You're bringing the authenticity to them. Not what, again, and and not the marketing version, not the Instagram worthy version, not the highlight reel. Because I think that's another thing about a small business owner, someone creating their own daily content, you start to lose the ability to the facade because it's just too hard. You it's too hard. Up. It's too hard. There's not that many lies to tell. Right? Yeah. There's not that many lies to tell. Well, and you can speak to this. Some of the most popular parts of your live streams that you do are when the cats are in the shot or this morning, my computer didn't work and everyone loved the idea. My computer didn't work and they laughed out loud for five minutes that I had to fight with my computer because it was relatable. Here's the thing. I have been creating relevant content. I am now working on relatable content. And when you do daily content, you can't be anything other than relatable because I opened my show this morning by saying, guess what, fam? I woke up at 345 this morning with an idea. I'm on coffee number six. Let's freaking go. Here we go. Every single person, (laughs) every single person watching it has had that happen to them. And that's different than this curated, glossy, edited BS ad content that you see on people's social media. Well, and the other thing that I think has added to the benefit of this that I personally, I don't use it for my business. The reality of TikTok has made reality everywhere else more acceptable, right? Like, yeah, the filters you play with on TikTok make you into the Paw Patrol cartoon character, (laughs) not into the supermodel version of yourself. Yeah. And right? we The pandemic put us in everybody's houses as opposed to our facade in the office. And now we're just building on that. So how are you going to know that this works? What is this leading to? And how are you, how are you staying ahead of, is this the right thing to do? This is a 30-day test to see if this is what I think it is. To say I'm going to do this forever would be short-sighted. 
can I do it forever? I have the skill set and the habits that I could do it forever. But if I do it for 30 days and it doesn't feel like it's working, and to answer your question, to feel like it's working will be growth of my channels, uh, an uptick of people that want to join the community, selling my tickets to my events is starting to become easier, uh, and results for my sponsors. So those are all the tangible things that I want to see. I have a question that I don't, that I think you have a good response to. Why 30 days? Is that not, is that long enough? Is that a Maybe radio not. thing? Okay. No, I just no it might not be answer. long enough. It, it is um, stepping into 30 days of doing a daily show uh, because it's so time intensive. Yourself, you could do it too. Oh, well, I want to do it and see if I can do it. And I think the show will change over those first four weeks because reality will come out. And the one thing, and you're not, I mean, this doesn't apply to you as much as it applies to some other people because you've done this before. This is not some, this is right in your wheelhouse. But yeah. if you're looking for the next thing that's going to make a difference in your business and you commit to doing it for 30 days, there are certain things in this world that when after you've done them, you're a different person than before you've done them. Sure. So maybe you don't have the skill set that Pat does and can do a, a daily show for 30 days. But what can you do for 30 days? Can you go live? Can you do something every day for 30 days to prove to yourself, get past the fear, get past the lies that you're telling yourself about why it's not possible? Um, I'm a big fan of a 30-day challenge. One, I do think it gives you a fair amount of data. Mm -hmm but it changes who you are. And it also gives you a project. So let's say you want to grow your lead list. You could spend every day for 30 days reaching out to 10 new contacts and trying to have one-on-ones. You could. It, it doesn't matter what the business outcome is. It doesn't just have to be content, but something that you want to make a habit to try and make a push in a 12-week year kind of feel. Like, right. all right, let's go test this for 30 days and see where we are. So it's leaning into the skills that I have to try and reboot into chapter three of the business, where in chapter two of the business, the community emerged when I created daily content. Now, if I go back to the daily content and do what only I can do and introduce myself to a new pile of people, will it end up with similar or better business results? I think it will be better because as it rolls over, it gets bigger like a snowball. Right, you're not starting from have. square one, right? We're yeah. not starting from square one. So how do people stay aware of all the next opportunities you have? Sure, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. That's the easy way. But uh, the homepage of everything we're doing is ideacollectiveincubator.com. Idea That's the best way. Great, ideacollectiveincubator.com. Thank you for sharing your story with me. I just love being able to give this to people, right? A real-time example that you're sharing very specific things you're doing. How do we take that and help other people apply it to their business? Um, and you're so calm through the uncertainty. Hi, <laughs> I, I know that's not true. but <laughs> Not true, not true <laughs> so at not all. True. Completely freaking out. <laughs> Hair would be on fire if I had if you any, had that's it. for sure. No, yeah. but it's, but that, you know what, this is what we signed up for. To me, it's the fun part. Mm -hmm. It's the fun now, part. Thank you for having me on, Aaron. I really awesome. appreciate it. Always good to talk with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.